When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. It's Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. As I say during every introduction, hope you're doing safe, hope you're staying healthy, hope you're getting by, and hope you're keeping a smile on your face. Once again, we are reviewing the albums of 2020. We did it for the first quarter, January, February, March. We did it for the second quarter, April, May, June, and now we are at the third quarter for July, August, September. I'd like to welcome in a repeat guest, one of my favorite guests, Mr. Chris Corradetti. What's going on, man? How are you? I am doing well, all things considered. Doing well. Yes, yes. We had the news earlier this week that the giant, the legend, Sir Edward Van Halen passed away from from a long battle with cancer. I don't want to really go into it in this episode. I'm going to try to find a moment where I can do an episode about him, a tribute, but this is the first episode that I'm recording and Chris is on, you know, the first time since his passing. And um, it's been rough. It's been tough the last few days, but... As Chris and I talked prior to doing this episode, right before we got on, preparing for this show, preparing for what we're about to talk about today was a nice pivot away from feeling sad. So, yep. yeah, I, 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 you know, music is therapy, talking about music is therapy, and all music fans, all Van Halen fans need music therapy now and some people are you know, I was impressed my 15 year old son when he found out while he had a break during his e-learning was blaring Van Halen from his bedroom which was really cool there you go you know so, there you go um, his legacy will live on don't think that part of your childhood is dead that's not the case you'll always have his music you'll always ha- you'll always be able to live through that through you playing your you know your favorite Van Halen songs so don't ever think that way. It's it's a sad moment, but um, you know if you keep them in your heart and if you keep them blaring from your speakers, he'll always be around. Yeah. So with that being All right, said, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So with that being said, let's dive into the best albums of 2020 so far, and that is for quarter three. July, August, September. 
So what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to do the top five albums. We're going to do the top three EPs. We're going to talk about some singles. We're going to talk about other albums that maybe didn't make the top five. Our first quarter we did this, or during the first quarter discussion, we had a lot of similarities of albums. Last time, I think we had maybe one. And that was really right. cool. So interesting to see how this goes. I think there are going to be some similarities on this one. I can just feel it. But I'm always I'm, I'm excited to hear what Chris has to say and what he's bringing to the table, and as I know you are, who's listening. So here we are, the top five albums. Did you go first last time, or did I go first? I honestly don't remember, but it's your show, so why don't you go first? I will go first. Okay. So the top five albums. My number five is Michael Grant and the Assassins, Always the Villain. Love this album. It's got a great vibe to it. It's got kind of that sleazy type vibe, L.A., Hollywood vibe to it. It reminds me a lot of Tuck Smith's prior band called Biters. It's got that kind of Thin Lizzy kind of uh, um, influence to it. And I just love the record. Love the presentation on it. I think it came out via Frontiers back in July, but just a solid kick-ass album. Yeah, it's fun. It, it's it's got a it, it's kind of got a. I, I hadn't thought of this until I was I was um, tweeting with Rob, and and he he mentioned it, and, it, and he's right. It's it's got kind of a, a, like a poppy side to it. Not not totally pop but just like a pop element to it that makes it catchy um and, and it works it works really well and, yeah. you know to be honest with you we might as well keep talking about it because it's my number five too it was <laughs> well there's there's our first yeah. <laughs> uh, similar similar album so you know i chris and i did not talk prior to this we did not discuss any of the albums that we were going to choose but right off the bat we've got the same album for number five. What I really liked about this is is just the production, the songwriting, and I think he plays all the instruments on this album. Well, that's, what, that's one thing I wanted to talk about was it's the album from Michael Grant and the Assassins. Well, who are the Assassins and what did they play? Because he did everything on the album. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So whenever a, it comes time to tour, I'm curious who he's going to run with, just, just out of curiosity. Um, but yeah, he, he, it's, it's a really good, it's, 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 I don't know. It's, it's kind of infectious, you know, it's catchy. It's a, it's a really straightforward, catchy, fun, kind of like rock borderline rock, hard rock, rock album. I mean, I know he's a hard rock guy, but like it, I kind of feel it. It's like borderline rock, hard rock. Yeah, and, and like I said, if you hear, if you've ever heard Tuck Smith's old band, The Biters or Biters, depending on you know how what you call it, it's very similar to that type of vibe. Um, Tuck Smith's from Georgia, but The Biters had a heavy run in the LA scene for a few years, and they broke up. They decided not to continue. They're various reasons as to why Tuck Smith obviously refer, re, re, uh, resurfaced with his new band. And um, when I hear Michael Grant and the Assassins, that's the first thing I think think of. You you hear the, the, the pop element to it. You hear the sleaze rock element to it. Like, you know, I mean, he used to play in L.A. Guns. So, 
you know, there are yep. some similar similarities and influences there. You also, you know, hear that Thin Lizzy type of delivery that I love. And you hear a little bit of Cheap yep. Trick delivery in, you know, in, in the songs. It's just a very well put together album. And I want to have him on the show. I got to get him on the show because I think he'd so, be an uh, interesting, is, interesting conversation. What, one of the things I'm curious about, especially based on what you just said, was I, is I don't know, but who's the producer on this? I mean, I know Tuck Smith's done a ton of producing of late. Like, did he, he's not a producer for on this album, is he? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, it's out through frontiers. Um, yeah. I don't know who produced this album. That's a good question. No. We'll, we'll let someone tell us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to number uh, four. So why don't you, yeah. why don't you go ahead with your number four? Okay. Well, number, my number four is a band that, uh, you and I chatted briefly about and you, you flipped a song out for them. It didn't get a great response. So hopefully this is either going to introduce some people to a band that they may like or not, but it's a band out of Australia called the Casanovas in their album Reptilian Overlord. Um, new band to me, but they've been around for over 20 years. Um, it's got it's got great, great guitar work, kind of a this kind of similar to to the last album. It, it's got this like classic rock feel, a little bit of a poppy tendency in the melodies, really catchy. Um, it reminds me of a kind of modern rock, hard rock album if uh, from like a Don Felder or, or a Don Henley. It, you know, like a harder rock feel from their album. You know, that, that kind of like real catchy rock vibe. That That's what I get off of it. Um, I love the song Outlaw and Lost in Lonely Dreams. Um, like the first one off the album is Hollywood Riot, and it's a total kick and rocker. Yeah, it's, it's a good album. And then there's a lot of really good guitar work. It's a real riff-driven album. Um, there's a song Bulletproof and Midlife Crisis that have just great, fun guitar work. So I would check this out. I heard the song Outlaw. I did post it on my feed. You're right. It did yep. not get the best response, and I was kind of surprised. Um, that song, that's the only song I've heard off the album. It kind of gave me like a Super Suckers vibe a little bit. And, I can see that. Yeah, yep. and that's yep. kind of where I kind of drew the comparison is because they're very similar in the delivery and is very similar to, you know, to how they play. So, yeah, I definitely want to check out more on that album. Um, but yeah, that's it. Was a great song. Like, I was surprised that it didn't do better on our uh, yay or nay. I play it, you rate it kind of feature yeah. we do almost daily. But but that's the great thing, right? About music, right? Not a lot of people dig it, but I do. I yeah, bought man. It. <laughs> you know? I liked it. I bought it. It's cool. <laughs> and also, too, like you know, before we continue, we we you know, I had to have this discussion with one of my followers today. And it was in regards, I posted two top tens. Like, what's your top ten Van Halen DLR? And then what's your favorite, top ten favorite Van Halen Sammy? You know, both favorites. Like, what's your favorite? Not the best songs. Like, what's your favorite? And every time I post these things, every time, I always get a handful of people. Where's this guy? How come you didn't do this? Oh, man, you chose this song? And it's like, it's my favorite. It's my list. 
You can have yours, right. okay? And that's that. So I, 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 I got into it. I don't want to say got into it, but I had a discussion with someone because one of my favorite Hagar songs was Sucker in a Three-Piece off of OU812. I love the riff. I love, yeah. I love that song. And yep. he put, like, Sucker in a Three-Piece question mark. I'm like, oh, you've never heard it. He's like, yeah, I've heard it. I definitely wouldn't include it in my top ten. You know, and, and and I'm like, well, you know, you can have yours and I can have mine. Don't tell me like what I can't. I mean, so my point of the matter is I don't want to get too, you know, into it. It's just let people when they say, you know, choose your favorites. That's their favorites. Just leave them alone. Like you can make make your list. Don't worry about anybody else's list. You know, so that's just my yeah. little bit of a rant here. I thought you were going to go the other route and say someone came on here and said Van Hagar sucks and it's only DLRs. Well, that happened too. That happened too. I don't, I don't have the fucking tolerance for that anymore. (laughs) I'm so done with that. (laughs) Whether you like Sammy or not, the bottom line is is that it's Eddie on guitar, and exactly right. if, If you can't appreciate those songs as being great songs, okay, then you have a very closed-minded view of what music is. You know, like, listen, I love the David Lee Roth era more than the Sammy era, but I love the Sammy Hagar era, too, as well. I love those songs. There's some great tunes on there. And it's Eddie on guitar, man. And anyone that blames Sammy for, you know, bringing the keyboards to Van Halen, they were going in that direction. In fact, that's probably the catalyst that led to David Lee Roth leaving the band. There were a lot of other things too as well, but that is my biggest pet peeve with people is that is when they, when they not to make this into a Van Halen Van Hagar episode, but when, when dickheads come at you and say, well, Sammy ruined the band and ruined the staff, just please go away. (laughs) They were going in that direction. I mean, 1984, I mean, there were there were keyboard elements on Diver Down, um, so that's what they were going to do. And yeah, whether you like it or not, whether it was Sammy Hagar, whether it was another singer, whoever it was, that was the direction the band was going. And the songs that Sammy sings throughout his tenure with Van Halen, David Lee Roth cannot sing those songs. He can't. He cannot hit those notes, especially on Dreams. Are you kidding me? You think David Lee Roth can hit those notes on the song Dreams? Get out of town. But <laughs> right. back to our discussion. Yeah, I, before I kick you off on like an L.A. Guns tangent after a, after a Van Halen tangent, yes. let, let's just go right to your number four. <laughs> My number four is from a guy that I always seem to underestimate. And I don't know why, because he's a great talent and he puts out some kick-ass music. And I just love this album. It's by Corey Taylor, and the album is CMFT. Just love it. Just totally kick-ass. I have to be honest with you. I have not heard this album. You got to check it out, man. I mean, it is so awesome. I mean, it's just got everything on there. It's got some some elements or, or some uh, collaboration with some hip-hop artists, which I'm not really a big fan of, but... Um, you know, the album kicks off with Highway 666, which is just a fantastic tune. Black Eyes Blue and Samantha's Gone are just two of my favorites on that record. But just a killer album. A guy that I need to see live. And I have not been able to see him in concert ever. He's got a very 
underrated vocal voice. I mean, when people think of great vocalists, they never include Corey Taylor. And for whatever reason it is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could be, you know, because he's, you know, from Slipknot, you know, people automatically don't associate that band with having great vocals. But if you hear his stuff with Stone Sour, it's tremendous. And his right. solo album is just tremendous too. So check that album out. I'm not a chance. Yeah, I'm not a big Slipknot fan, but uh, Neither I am I. get into Stone Sour. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I can't get into Slipknot, but uh got a lot of friends that are, but um Stone Sour's great and this this solo album is kick ass too as well. All right. I will check it out. All right. So to my number three. My number three is an album that I've called fun. I even posted about this. It's um an album that I kind of casually got into. Um I have to admit, I kind of had a preconceived idea of what I was going to be listening to. And that's wrong. I shouldn't have done that. But I have to say, the album Lions by Tokyo Motor Fist is fucking kick-ass. Yep. And that's my it number is. three. I mean, it, it just you can't help but smile and, and feel good when you're listening to this album. And I mean, it's just got all those elements that we love from back in the day, back in the 80s, Ted Poley from Danger Danger is the lead singer. Steve Brown from Trickster is the guitar player. If you not, if you were in any of those bands, don't let that affect how you absorb this album. This album rocks. It's fantastic. And I think it's sonically awesome, and I think the songs are, are really well written. The only downfall about this is this is probably a band that's never going to tour. And... I'm disappointed. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, this is a good album. I really like the first half as opposed to the second half, but songs like around midnight and monster and me are, are catchy and great. Like, yeah. Like you were saying, if you're a fan of that era, then you're going to love this album. Yeah. And I think even if not, I mean, it's, it's even, it doesn't really have that, Gosh, how do I, how do I describe that type of music back in the day? Maybe, maybe you call it glam or bubblegummy or whatever. But this has got those hooks to it. It's got those familiar hooks that we all know and love. But what's right. really cool about it is it's very mature sounding too. At the same time, if that makes sense, it's very well done, very well written. Um it almost makes me feel like it's got that that kind of night ranger journey type of maturity to it. Now, not saying it like it sounds like journey or it sounds like night ranger, but it's got that maturity fun catchy stuff to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's a really well produced album too. I mean, it sounds great. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, sonically it is just absolutely incredible. I love the song Blow Your Mind. Decadence on 10th Street is a kick-ass song. Um, So go check it out. It's on Frontiers. I think you'll like it. Download it anywhere. I prefer the physical copy, but uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy this record. What's your number three? Uh, A band and an album you turned me on to, an album that came out maybe three weeks ago, maybe, and I can't stop listening to it. 
and it's the album Strange Place from Magnolia Bayou. Awesome. It's awesome blues rock, southern rock. It's got like a tinge of funky, jazzy something. But, I mean, the guitars and the vocals, lyrically, it, it's great. It's kind of, I, I, I wrote this down. I hate it when I do this, but since I wrote it down, I'm going to say it, and you're going to laugh. But it's kind of like a Rival Sons meets Cold Stairs meets Blackfoot. You know, it's it's so good. You know, if you like, um, if you listened to Kiss the Sky from Bad Touch that we talked about, you know, in, in the last episode, uh, you should give this a listen because it's got that kind of same bluesy feel. Um, I think the last six songs on this album are absolutely top notch, you know, from the other side, robber, the cover hurricane, there's a little acoustic, uh, song two below and then the, uh, sweet magnolia. And then I think thieves is one of the best songs on the album. Uh, there's an awesome slide guitar cover of preacher blues. It's, it's so good. It's so so good <laughs> and then the, like there's the song Sugar Spell which I think really if you're into Rival Sons give that song a listen you'll really dig it I, I, I literally cannot stop listening to this and I'm kind of annoyed because my CD has not arrived yet <laughs> I you know had the pleasure of talking with these guys uh, for a new music spotlight that will be airing next week so you guys nice. can have a chance to discuss or, or listen to our discussion, but they were they were very gracious and they were very awesome um, to talk to. This is a great album too as well. Um, I really had a great time absorbing this album. It reminded me of Bishop Gunn, and mm-hmm. they do have a connection with Bishop Gunn. So when you hear the interview, you'll be able to check that out. But because Bishop Gunn is no longer. At the moment, we don't know what the future holds, but at the moment, they're no longer. This really, yeah, total bummer. But this really fills that void of Delta Southern rock. You know, it's 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 very similar to Bishop Gunn with the Delta blues influence and the 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 way the the music's arranged. And I love Bishop Gunn and I love Magnolia Bayou. Such a, a great album. Great guys. And uh, I look forward to he- everyone hearing the interview I did with them. Uh, when we when we kind of set aside a, a date to do this, I quickly scribbled down off the top of my head about you know what I thought was going to be it, and I kept listening to stuff. And every time I put this on, I was like, nope, five, no, 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 it's got to be number four. I played it again. I was like, no, 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 it's got to be number three. <laughs> you know, it just it kept moving up the more I listened to it. It's a great album. It is. It is. And, and I think you'll you'll enjoy the discussion. Great group of guys. I I wish them success in 2021. I know, like a lot of other bands, have had to pause their plans for 2020. So I hope you know they're able to get on the road and and kick some ass and make some new fans. So uh, Magnolia Bayou, great selection by Chris. So what do you got? Uh, for my, are we, that was your number three, right? That was three. So you're on two. Okay. My number two is, man, this this album is just just a great, another fun album to listen to. I mean, maybe that's just the the what we're all going through. 
that I really gravitated this quarter to things that were fun, right? You know, because yep. we're, we're all kind of, you know, doom and gloom with the pandemic and the social unrest and the, and, you know, election that's going to happen here in a few weeks. So maybe that's why a lot of my selections, my common theme is fun. And this is no different. Thunder Mother Heat Wave is my number two album. Um, just love the record. It's an all-female band, and it just kicks ass. It is elements of Lita Ford with heart, with Stevie Nicks. It's just got all those elements, and I know I'm all using female examples. That's the best I can come up with, but but just the, just an incredible album and an incredible band. I tell you what, we can keep talking about this because this was my number two and was almost my number one. I, it was really, really hard to not make this number one. So uh, I'm going to call it 1B. Um, this album is so strong. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's catchy as hell. And it, it's, it's just riff after riff after riff in every song. And you went with your comparisons. I, I will say, um, as a band and a sound, they're ACDC yes. and Airborne and, yes. and, and maybe some Aerosmith. Um, you know, the, some of these songs are just, just like there's a, uh, there's a song, Into the Mud, and it's kind of, it's like heavy and it's meaty and it's kind of like, like, like Motorhead, meet, you know, fronted by Lizzie Hale. I, it's it it it's so great. And then you've got songs like Driving in Style, which if you reversed the 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 song, you know, from from he to she, I could easily see the song being sung by Steven Tyler or David Lee Roth. You know, my my favorite is Dog from Hell, which oh, is a I love cool ACDC airborne kind of song. But the the thing that 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 always I always think about whenever I hear the song "Sleep," so the the the, the ballad, you know, that intimate personal ballad, is. Have you seen the video? No, I have for that song. Okay, it's it's the the lead singer, and I hope I pronounce it right. Is it like Guernica Mancini? She's got it's her right in front of the camera. And then the rest of the band in the back, it kind of looks like they're getting ready for a gig in, a, in somebody's living room. And she's just singing this right, right into the camera. And she has these deep, dark, kind of alluring, smoky brown eyes. And you're, you're just watching this. And you're hearing the song, right? And she's got this beautiful voice. And all I can think about is, if this song is indeed about one guy, and he watches that video... What a kick in the ass to this guy! <laughs> you know, like every time I hear the song, I just think like if you're that ex boyfriend that this song is about, and you watch this and you see her, it's got to be a total kick, kick in the gut, and it's great. Uh, I I cannot say anything bad about this album. I love it. Almost I agree. my number one. Almost, yeah. almost. It's an album that I listen to at least once weekly. You know, and uh, just a, again. A fun album, you know, everyone's going through. It's been my common theme, and it will continue to be my common theme with my number one choice. 
But before we get to that, yeah. we've got other matters to discuss. Um, we're going to go through maybe some of the albums that didn't make our lists, some of the albums that sure. were released prior to this quarter that maybe we didn't include before. Um, talk about some EPs, some singles that we've liked and been listening to. The thing I learned today, though, Chris, is that there is a band called Shroom Eater. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was uh, checking out some new music, and I came across this band called Shroom Eater. I haven't listened to any of their music. I just thought the name was really interesting. So, um, with that yeah. being said. <laughs> That's kind of a cool name, though. <laughs> Shroom Eater. Imagine the crowd watching the, that band concert. That'd be That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the albums that did not make my top five, but I felt needed to be mentioned are like Chris said, Magnolia Bayou, Strange Place, great album, wonderful record. Um, another one that was recommended by our friend Teresa on Twitter is South of Salem. The Sinner Takes yeah. All, just a total kick-ass album. Uh, one like that, that- I- What's that? I would say they've got like this God smacky Avenged Sevenfold book yeah, for my yeah. Valentine kind of thing. Yeah. 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 No, I really, um, I really enjoyed it. Next album is a, a, a guy that I've just been listening to over the last couple of days, uh, Bill Fisher and the album Mass Hypnosis and the Dark Triad. Um, kind Wait, of. A, just, is that what you just tweeted out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, the album is great. It's different, but cool. Um, It's odd, but cool. Uh, Give it a chance. Keep an open mind when you listen to this album. Um, Another one that I did like was All Them Witches, Nothing As Ideal. Quick-ass album. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful arrangements. Um, You know, some of the guitar work on this album is just incredible. And another one that I've really connected with that maybe really isn't in the hard rock side of the music, but rock and roll and good singer-songwriting is Donna Missall and the album Lighter, which is awesome. Oh. Awesome. I don't know that. Yeah, check it out. It's fantastic. What about you? What made, yeah. uh, what made your – what didn't make your top five but you want to mention? Uh, Tokyo Motor Fist, definitely. Um, the the – Line of Danger album from Blazing Rust, like a metal band from Russia. Really, really good. Really good. Um, I, I'm not into this guy's. I love. I really like his music, but all the other stuff drives me insane. But the Marilyn Manson album, We Are Chaos, is great. And then for me, with a blast from the past, I've forgotten about this band. Uh, I was big on them, you know, 15 years ago. And then I saw that they had a new album out, Power Man 5000, The Noble Rot. Really good. They're a great cover of We Got the Beat. Um, Great song called VHS. It's the last one on the album. Really, really, really good album. Uh, If you're into that Power Man 5000 vibe, it's, it's a little... It's a little more droned down, not maybe as active as some of their other albums, but it's 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 really good. And then the other one I wanted to to mention is this is becoming. Uh, I don't know what what the genre is. I know it's part of the rock, hard rock, metal genre, 
but I've been seeing because of Twitter, a lot of people making recommendations of bands of this nature, but the album of this from unleash the archers is really good. I, I don't know if it's Prague or if it's metal or if it's proggy metal, um, but it's kind of new. I've listened to a lot of albums like this this year. I'm kind of like working my way into this and this was great. The The guitar work is great and I don't know who the lead singer is, but she's got a fantastic voice. Um, so that was good. Uh, it was a really good album. A new genre for me, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the Marilyn Manson album because I've never really connected with his music. I mean, I'm aware of the stuff he's done and um, my son said this album is really awesome. He's like, Dad, you got to hear the new yeah. Marilyn Manson album. It's totally different than what he's done before. And now that you said it, I guess I got, I really got to check it out because he, he, <laughs> he, you know, he made the recommendation. And I was like, do I really want to listen to a Marilyn Manson record? Um, right. And then you made you, you said it, you know, you told me about it. So I am going to check it out. I am going to make the effort and check it out. Like I said. I, you know, I, I don't have anything against Marilyn Manson. You know, he has a huge fan base. It's just, I just never connected with his music, but I will give it a listen. Yeah. And, and two more well, uh, before I forget, cause I'm uh, between you and I, one of them should, one of us should mention them. Cause I know we both really like their album. Crownland. Fantastic yeah. album. Just, well, just outside my top five. Well, was that released in this quarter or was that released previous? Oh, that's a good question. I know because, that they, well, they because, had released like a, a small sampling of songs and then they re-released those songs with others. So that's a good question. I don't know if that's a third quarter release. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Because I was going to mention them as an album that I haven't mentioned yet because I love the album and I, you know, I saw that it was released earlier this year or maybe it wasn't, I don't know. And I'm like, that's an album I got to mention. So I was going to bring that up on stuff that you know was released prior to this quarter that we failed to mention. But I agree with you. Their self-titled yeah. debut album is awesome. Crownlands is is yeah. is the real deal. Yeah, and then I I know we're not at EPs yet, but I want to make sure I don't forget this because it didn't make my list. The self-titled EP from the Georgia Thunderbolts. Oh. If you like, if you listen to Magnolia by you and you like it, listen to the Georgia Thunderbolts. It's right, it, it, it's right in the same alley. It's great. We'll, we'll get to the EPs. We'll get to the EPs. But um, another album that I forgot about that I've been really listening to a lot over the last few months is by the band Lucifer, the album Three. Uh, just a oh, yeah. great, great album. Different style. Um, if you're familiar with the band Ghost, kind of falls under that umbrella of you know yep. their style and their influences so if you like that i think you'll like the band lucifer um yep. just a great album yep. really cool um uh, let's get yeah. to uh, well i do you have anything else do you got anything you know before we continue to eps i i don't think so okay i, I don't think so i'm going to make a prediction okay that well, that, that that we have two in common EPs for our our list of top three EPs this quarter. So, well, let let me just tell you, I'm going to cut you off on your show because your thought process is correct, but I cheated. 
and I, I'll tell you how and why I cheated after you start because I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. My my third ranked EP is the Cold Stairs Black Sunset. Awesome. Great. It's awesome. Great. I mean, a band. Let me just say this about the uh, about the Cold Stairs. First of all, I just want to say Chris Tapp. First of all, wonderful guest. He's been on the show twice now. He was on last fall, and he was on, I think, in June um, and on the podcast, June or July. Talk about a band that just keeps pumping out stuff during this pandemic. Yep. It's absolutely amazing. Um, they are a great blues rock band. They are two-pieced with an incredible low end that sometimes is missing on two-pieced out bands, but... Go check out the Cold Stairs if you haven't. Just an incredible band, just making great music throughout this whole thing. I think they're releasing like two songs every two weeks, so it's it's just fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I I cheated. I did not include the Cold Stairs on my list. <laughs> the reason why is um, I needed the space, and two, the songs that they released they started releasing them in June, which I took as well. Those count for the second quarter. I know Jay's probably going to talk about them, so that frees up another spot for me. <laughs> all right, all right. I see your line of thinking. So, what was your what was your what was your number three? So, my number three was um, a band out of London called Madre Sun, The Speed of Light. Uh, it's a real riffy dual guitar rock act. Uh, great vocals, kind of like a smoky jagged thing. Real catchy choruses. Real solid lyrics. Um, uh, the lead guitarist is Tyson Schenker. Yes, son of that Schenker. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, it's I, my favorite song is "Trick Up the Sleeve." It's a single that they released a month or two ago. Uh, it, it's real catchy. And then the second um, song they released is called "Speed of Light." It's um. Imagine like a Scott Weiland like vocal set on top of a Guns N' Roses song. Not necessarily Velvet Revolver, but like a Guns track, but with a Scott Weiland like vocal attack. It's 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 really good, really catchy. Um, I I think for the most part, the people who listen to this podcast and like the kind of music that we kind of deal with, I think they would really like it. I have to check that out. I. Um... I was not familiar with them. I think you did send me a DM about them, and I just haven't checked them out yet. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I very well may have. I, I, I may have. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. Awesome. My, uh, my number two is a band from Brazil, a band that I had the pleasure of speaking with for the New Music Spotlight, and that is Eagle Kill Talent, The Dance Between Extremes, Volume 1. Yes, good choice. Good yeah. choice. Very, very Foo Fighter influence type of band. Great, great band. Great songs. Check out the episode with Theo Vanderloo and go check out the EP, which was originally going to be an album, but because of the pandemic, they decided to split it up and, and put it into two EPs. But I hope they get to America someday because I'd love to see them live. They've got a great sound. You know, and and his he's got some real infectious uh, excitement. He he was a really good uh, guest. 
Yeah, I thought so too. Just tremendous. So what's your number two? Oh, so my number two is um, the EP Revival from the band Faust. Um, Real fun STP Velvet Revolver um, kind of feel to it. Um, Actually, I was tweeting with whoever is behind there. I think it's Chris, whoever is behind their, their Twitter um, account. And they described their music today as this. So I'm going to use his words. It's loud, aggressive, smooth in some places, hairy in others with just a pinch of sexy. It's, it's just, it's fun. Um, the fountain was their first single and it's got a real catchy opening rift. Uh, I think my favorite song is, is probably the ocean. It's got a good, guitar powerful guitar drum opening and then there's this real kind of dark Alice and Chainsy Guns and Roses feeling song called Little Man um, that's great and then there I think the last song on the EP is, is a real catchy song with a, a pop side called Please it's fun it, it's a, it's like like you were saying like I think the same of our I think we're gonna have the same number one it's a fun album it's, it's, it's a really fun album and maybe it's the time of the year and the fun albums are hitting right now. And this is definitely a fun album to listen to. Yeah. I, um, I kind of was late to the game with them. I, I started listening to the album last week. Uh, totally felt the velvet revolver vibe and the STP vibe, but yep. I love the song, the ocean great tunes. When yeah. I, I put it on my yep. Twitter feed. I thought it was tremendous, but yeah, it's an album. I definitely want to get into more and listen to more or an EP, I should say. Yeah. And he's a, if it is Chris Faust who, who does their, he's great on Twitter. He's really, he, he interacts well with people, asks great questions. He's, he's open and honest. And yeah, it's, he, it, it, you definitely should listen to the EP, but you should, if you're on Twitter, you should definitely give him a follow. Awesome. Awesome. Before we get into the number one EP, just wanted to kind of go over a couple of EPs that um, I'd like to mention. First of all, Chris did mention them, the Georgia Thunderbolts, the self-titled EP. Great, great Southern rock vibe and sound to them. Just an awesome EP. And then another EP that was released, I think back in March, that I failed to mention or just kind of discovered over the last couple months is the band The Jacks and the EP Remember You, which is really, really good. I think they're from Spain, I want to say. Um, I could be wrong on that, but they're just a tremendous band, tremendous songwriting, and just beautiful vocals and beautiful melodies, so check that out. Yeah. I think you sent them to me. Yeah, I, I, I am, I'm aware. There's one other EP that I just started listening to last week, uh, I don't know anything about the band other than I think it has an actor in it. Um, it's the EP Bound from a band called Ocean Hills out of L.A. Um, they've got some, like, uh, the song the, the the song Bound and then Death or Liberty and, and a separation piece. It's, it's got a cool kind of, like, just straight rock, maybe with a tinge of pop on it. it, it it's, it's enjoyable. Just missed my list. I forgot to mention an album that uh, I had on my list here too, but I must have skipped over it. Another great album for this quarter is Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves and the album Sun Via, 
which is just tremendous. If you guys are familiar with Silvertide, Nick Perry used to be one of the guitar players for Silvertide, and he's got his own outfit now. Um, I like his pants in the video for Feeling Good. Chris doesn't. We had a discussion offline about it, and uh, we're just going to agree to disagree on Nick Perry's pants in that video. So I think you, I think you, yeah, I I think I love the music. Don't love the pants. (laughs) I think you described the pants as something that looked like a a 1970s recliner. Imagine Archie Bunker's recliner. If it were Brown, that's his pants. People (laughs) concentrate on the music. Yeah. But concentrate uh, on the music. Yes. No, I, I love the whole vibe of the album. It's a great record. Another one my son introduced me to. He's been really on. He introduced me to the Jacks too, as well. So he's he's kind of coming into his own with uh, with his ear for music, which I'm really happy about. And also too, yeah. Um, going over some singles. That do you have any other EPs or anything you want to mention? I uh, there's been a lot. Um, oh yeah, there there's brand new band to me. I found through that new classic rock in North America. Um, the EP is called The Healing, and the band is King Wilderness. I don't know out. anything about these guys, but it's great, high-energy rock. Um, the song you want to know really, um, really got me into it. I, so that, that's, a, that's another one. I have to check them out. Singles. Um, bands that have just released singles and not an EP or an album through the third quarter this year. Some of the highlights for me is 6 a.m. Maybe it's time. It's got the whole um, addiction and, you know, how to get through. And it, it's actually kind of like a um, support song. And it also helps, you know, with donations to rehab centers and places where people can go and help get help, the help they need. So that's a very powerful song for me. Um, Neon Coven, that features... Ace oh, Bob yeah. Johnson yeah. from L.A. Guns and Faster Pussycat. The, the song Other Side of Nowhere. Great tune. The band Scam. Our friend Teresa is who introduced me to that band and the song Green Eyes. Just a fantastic tune. And then Doomsday Outlaw and their song Turn Me Loose, which is a follow-up to the song Runaway, which will be on their album with... Uh, that should be out maybe later this year, early part of next year. Recent guests, guests of the New Music Spotlight. So check that out. Great band. Love their sound. Um, really dig them. Runaway might it is easily a top five 2020 song for me. Great tune. Easily. Easily. Yeah. I didn't, um, I, I, I didn't make a list of singles that came out this quarter. And, and now that we're talking about it, it's driving me nuts that I can't think of it. So I'm going to take it back. But you know what I'll do is I'll bring up this song and ask you a question. I love the song, even though it didn't come out this quarter, Threw Me the Wolves from Jared James Nichols. Yes. Now, with that said, I was under the impression that he was going to release an album this quarter and nothing came out and I can't find anything on it. So I'm hoping... Maybe it's coming out later this year. <laughs> Have you heard anything about it? Because I'm really looking forward to some music from him. The last I heard is the same that you heard. I, I thought it was going to be released, okay. you know, this 
third quarter of this year. Late. Yeah. And it wasn't. And it's it's not like it's I'm surprised because a lot of bands have delayed albums and, you know, pushed back things, separated them into EPs as we talked about before. So it's kind of the thing for 2020, you know. I mean, I think, uh, who was it? Tuck Smith was talking about, you know, his album was supposed to be out in May. And, yep. you know, I think it's 2021 before that gets released. I mean, so, you know, I, I just think that's the norm for this year. You know, we, you get in your huddle with your management team and your PR people and, you know, how to market an album. And it's just tough to market something that you can't go out and support on tour. So that is something yeah. that, um, you know, is, uh, is like I said, is kind of the, the you know the state of of where things are at. All right. So what do you want to so do? We, yeah. So we got the final EP and the final album selection. Well, I think we should do EPs first because I have a feeling that you and I have the same number one album. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think we have the same number one album. I think we have so the same number one album, first? and I think we have the same number one EP. So I I I, I hope we do. But I cheated. I have one more cheat that I'm using. So do you want to go you, first? Do you want yeah, me to go I, first? You go first, you <laughs> bastard. So. Okay. Well, I have a feeling that I, I cheated and didn't use one EP um, because we had previously discussed it. So with that said, regardless of whether I cheated or not, this was going to be my number one EP right now. And it's the MTR project. Our friend Christy played me the very first song that she got a hold of, played it for me in, in, in July. And it was the song fully exposed and it, it, it hit me vocally and, and, and the message and sonically it, it just, it hit me. It's this, this guy, Martin Reed, and, and I'll let Christy talk about him sometime when she comes on. Cause I think they're friends is, it, it, the story is, is is amazing, but this six song EP for me, I mean, it's really deep and it it, it, it lyrically exposes himself. Uh, strong vocals, great guitar, and for me, it hits that kind of sweet spot that I have for Allison Chains, Chris Cornell, Blacktop Mojo. You know, it's it's in that feel and sound. Um, I remember the, when the first time I heard a couple of songs and I, I sent you a direct message and <laughs> I can just imagine your response at the time because I think your response was, oh, really? And I took that as sarcastic, but it's got kind of like a, imagine there was a Richie Kotzen, Jerry Cantrell side project. That's how I would describe it to other people. I don't know if you would, but I, we will talk about this again at the end of the year. Uh, this song, this this EP works for me so deeply. I, I I haven't gone through any of the experiences that Martin Reed has, so I don't have that connection to it. But there's something sonically that connects with me deeply. Uh, and he has a cover that I should let everyone know. I, I know this is blasphemy. It's blasphemy. I get it. He covers the song "Scream" from Chris Cornell. And he nailed it. He owned it. And dare I say, I prefer it to the Chris Cornell version. I know it's blasphemy, but it's my blasphemy. 
It's great. Please go listen to it. It's phenomenal. This is an EP that when I first heard the song that was sent to you, you know, by you to me, and I think maybe Christy sent it to me, it didn't connect with me. And, you know, again, it's all about the mood you're in that day. It's all about timing. You know, sometimes yep. you're just not, you know, you're shut off and you just can't, you just can't connect with anything. And I listened to it a week or two ago and I had a whole new appreciation to it. I get a Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, Black Label Society vibe from it. That's what Absolutely. I get from it. And Absolutely. I love it. I love it. It's a great choice. For number one, I plan on, you know, having him on for the new music spotlight um, and talking about this. So look for that down the road. But um, just a great, great record, great album, great EP, I should say. And something that, you know, it proves just because you don't really connect with it the first time or you don't really like something the first time. Don't completely shun it down the road because... As I've said many times on this podcast, music is all about timing. It's all about the emotion you're feeling that day. And let's face it, you know, we're all feeling things through this whole year that, you know, are are just frustration and annoyance. And, you know, sometimes when you're having one of those bad days because you're just like, this sucks, it's hard. It's hard to connect something with it. And I'm glad Christy resent it to me, Christy Anigal, who's been a guest on the show that you all know and love. So, you know, I'm glad she resent it to me that I was able to re-listen to it and and reconnect to it. Yeah. There's, there's, there's one song on here and and based on this week, I want to at least mention this, at least my opinion on it. There's a song on here, opposing voices. And, and I am absolutely in awe of the guitar work on this song. Cause, cause he got the guitar to essentially be like the de facto chorus and nail this kind of like emotion and, and, and struggle and frustration and scream. Um, and it's amazing. And, and he sounds nothing, nothing like Eddie Van Halen on the car, nothing. But when I listened to that, I, I, he has that kind of, he orchestrated the song with the guitar so perfectly like, Eddie Van Halen did. And, and so with everything that happened this week, that that song and how he worked the guitar into the chorus and made it like the de facto chorus is amazing to me. So um, thank you, Martin. Well done. My number one is anyone who listens to this show knows <laughs> how much I love this band. Um, yeah. I mistakenly found them in 2018 with an algorithm on YouTube that just kept playing different bands and they were called Black Coffee at the time and they blew me away and every anytime I shared the song I barely know her it was just got a great response they had to change their name their name is now South of Eden the EP is called The Talk and it just kicks major ass it is just Incredible four songs that are just different in their approach and different in their in their in their sound. I mean, you tell it's the same band, but they've got elements of Stevie Wonder. They got elements of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Van Halen, Guns N' Roses. I mean, just an absolute 
remarkable band. This is one of those EPs that got kind of divided into an EP from a full album because of the pandemic. From what I understand, they're going to be releasing the album towards the end of the year, more than likely first part of next year. Um, I've had Ehab Amaran on the New Music Spotlight. Tremendous guest, an incredible vocalist. And I also will be having Justin Young, the guitar player, on here shortly on the New Music Spotlight. Another fantastic guest, incredible guitar player. A band that is going to be leading the charge along with a few others um, for the new wave of rock music. And I just love this band so much. Go out and get the Talk EP. It's only on digital right now, but it's four songs. You'll love it. So go out and get it. I I cheated. I kept them off since we previously talked about them. But I can't add anything that you didn't just say. It's excellent. It's, It's excellent. And, and... When you're done listening to those four, go find the Audio Slave cover. Yes. That's just as good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just just a great band. I mean, if I were to pick 10 bands that are going to be leading the charge, they are definitely one of those 10 bands because they are the goods. So go check them out. Highly, highly recommend them. Yeah, absolutely. And... and Chris is a lion cheating bastard. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, the top album for the third quarter of 2020, I have a feeling that we have the same choice. And, I, I believe so. And it's a band that I discovered a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. They're from the UK. And for those that do not know, the UK and Europe have just been exploding with new rock music. And this is a band that is leading the charge in the UK. Um, And that's Massive Wagons. And the album is House of Noise. It is absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. It is so much fun. Yes. (laughs) So much fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just a fun record. It's a fun vibe. Watching their videos, watching their performances. I often think that if if they and the Struts toured with each other, it'd be a tour, a must-see tour. I mean, they would just knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, this is a... This is a... For me, when I listen to music, I usually get drawn to the guitars. If you've got great guitars or guitar work, you know, then I'll go to the vocals, you know, and then once I'm into the music, then the lyrics kind of, I I start paying attention to the lyrics. This one's completely different. Lyrically, this album is awesome. It's so ballsy and tongue in cheek. and, And there's some middle finger songs. It's, it's, anthemic rock it's it's so great but with all that said it's a really sneaky guitar album it's just loaded with riffs it's it's so much fun but again lyrically i i i don't know it's outstanding there's not a a filler song on here i mean but yeah i i connected the, the i think my two favorite songs are freak city and and glorious um 
I really connect with this one line in Freak City because it, it's me. My head is a disco ball of people that I don't like. That's he fucking nailed that. He nailed me with that line. You know, it's it, it's great. I, professional creep, glorious. It, so tongue in cheek and fun. I'm repeating the same stuff because that's what it is. It's, it's energy. It's fun. It's an anthem. Well, I want to see them in concert. If you um, if you want, you know, talk about the tongue in cheek style of writing, right? What, yeah. what reminds me of what that style is ACDC with Bon Scott. ACDC Bon Scott was very tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. and you get that yep. with Massive Wagons in their style. Um, you know, I mentioned South of Eden being, you know, one of those bands. You know, I, I hate to say top ten or. You know, because there's so many great new bands, and if I leave out two, that's why I will never tell you my list of top ten because it changes, right. and there's so many great bands. I don't want any of the new rock bands to feel slighted because it's so hard to choose. So I will keep that list to myself. But Massive Wagons is a is a band that really just high energy, great songs. This is a band that deserves to be playing in arenas with the way they are and, and how much fun. I mean, this is a band that should be on the tip of everyone's tongue and, and just ready to go see them. And I hope they get over to America. Like I said, I think the Struts and Massive Wagons would be a phenomenal tour because you'd walk out of that show sweating with a smile on your face because it would be yeah. just high energy from the moment the first band came on to the set last second, you know, the second band played. So... Doesn't this album, it's like built for for live performances, right? I mean, like, you, you obviously, the Curry song, you, you can see how that would play live. But this just feels like an album that they could literally go on stage and play this from 1 to 12. End on, end on, um, 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 the, the one serious kind of, like, breakdown song um but and it's it's just built for a live show with a lot of audience participation right i mean it just yeah no i I mean (laughs) yeah i'd love to see them live they are a fantastic band and you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not getting this album or any of these albums that we mentioned today um just absolute phenomenal and go check out this new music Listen, I know I harp on this all the time, and I know the demographic that needs to, to, to get into rock is not the classic rock fan. The classic rock fan is, you know, they're a lost cause. But if you love rock and roll, and if you love high-energy rock and fun rock, check out this band. They're fantastic. Yeah. They, they, it, it, it's enthusiastic. It's energetic. It's it's witty. It's humorous. It's It's fun it's just straight up party anthem rock and roll it's, it's great you know how i told you before we start recording that i feel like i'm forgetting something yeah well i forgot something and i just remembered it here at the end it's a single that has been released over the last three months and this is by a band that um i've really grown to enjoy they've got a great presence on twitter got great interaction they are just 
awesome to to talk with and, and, and deal with, and that is the Metal Birds in the song Tell Me, which is a great, oh, yeah. great song. Great song. So I wanted to get that in before we close, but yeah, check that out too as well. Um, just an incredible song. It's, it's, I, I love it, but yeah, we, we covered a lot yeah. tonight, and I know we're going to wake up in the middle of the night in different beds, for those that you know. Um, <laughs> and and we're going to like have that same like connection thousands you're in Colorado I'm in Chicago like oh yeah I forgot that you know and then we're going to be pissed the right. next day cuz we're like shit forgot to put that in so yeah and and what, the one more one more album that I wanted to throw out there I I believe we both talked about this earlier this year cuz it came out in one of those weird periods in between quarters but the more I listen to it, the more I I love it. Is Self Made Man by Larkin Poe. So if any of you haven't heard that album, you need to go listen to it. It's so yes. enjoyable. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Well we, got, we we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. We did cover a lot. And I have a feeling the fourth quarter is going to be even more in terms of music. I think that I, there's so much that's going to be coming out. I, I think you're right. I think the fourth quarter of this year and the first quarter of next year, it's just going to be a dump truck, right? Backing up and dumping out new releases everywhere. Because uh, I'm assuming all these labels and independent bands that want to get their stuff out in case everything goes back to normal by the summer so they can start marketing this in the spring and then get out on the road come summer. So yeah, I'm with you. I think the rest of this year and the first quarter of next year is just going to be insanity of new releases. Well, we know there's a new Tyler Bryant. We know there's a new struts. Um, you know, we know that there's going to be a new dead daisies album. There's going to be a lot that's going to be coming out. I mean, I'm probably forgetting, you know, other things but i'm really excited about next quarter and next year we got to figure out what we're going to do at the end of the year because there's no way we can just do a top five we might have to do a two-part series we might have to do like a five-hour podcast (laughs) it's gonna be a lot (laughs) see you don't have to edit that i have to add that (laughs) (laughs) that's true That comes with your stardom and fame, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me know when that starts to happen. But, (laughs) and, and, and in a month, we get a new fucking ACDC album. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I I haven't, I haven't listened to the new song yet. So I haven't either. Right. Because of everything that happened with Eddie Van Halen, I didn't want to, every time I heard this song, be like, shit this song is great but it came out right when I found out that Eddie Van Halen died so I didn't want to like make that association with it so I haven't heard it yet I assume I'll probably listen to it this weekend yeah that's the you same know, that's but, the same attitude that I have I I was tempted to listen to it but I'm like my head space is not in the right place and yeah I don't want it to like you know always associate it with Van Eddie yeah. Van Halen dying so I want to I'll listen to it maybe this weekend or next week but I just kind of wanted to make sure I was in the right frame of mind and kind of give it, you know, an, an honest listen before I, you right. know, before I take it all in. So, um, but I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to them touring. Right. Hopefully, hopefully we're back to touring because I don't usually go to big shows anymore. 
but I may have to take my son to see ACDC at a big show. You know, I have, um, I have never seen ACDC never. And I need that to change. <laughs> so yeah, I need, I need the tours to come back. Cause that's, I, I'm kind of like you, I sh- kind of shy away from the big ones, but I will absolutely go see them. Yeah. I mean, and let Eddie Van Halen be a lesson to people, you know, for those that never got to see Van Halen, I was lucky enough to see them a few times, uh, once with David Lee Roth, the other times with Sammy Hagar. Um, but I had a similar circumstance where I gave up a chance to go see Tom Petty at Wrigley Field, and we all know what happened with him. Um, so let that be a lesson. If you're looking to find or go see someone live that you haven't seen and you want to see or you haven't seen since you were a kid, you know, once we get back to normal here or whatever we call it, go out and see those bands. Go out and check them out. Go out and live music. I mean, we had Save Our Stages on a few weeks ago. And it's important to get out in the community and go see bands live, support local theaters, support local clubs, support new music, new bands. You know, I know people may think that, you know, it's pointless to do this stuff or, but this is really a passion of mine. I know it's a passion of Chris's here. That's why I have mine doing this stuff because he, he's into it just like I am. And there's other people too on Twitter that are, that are, just as important in terms of exposing new music as we are. So find those people and, you know, support those people, but support, you know, new music. As I've said before, you know, Eddie Van Halen just passed away. And over the next 10 years, more of our music heroes are going to be leaving us. So what's that going to mean for rock and roll in the future? So, you know, turn your kids on to new rock music they don't have to like what you like, but as long as we're passing the torch, it's something that we got to do. Yep, I agree. Well, Chris, it's been a blast as usual. It's been a lot of fun. Um, always enjoy doing this. Look forward to next time. Everyone who's listening. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone who's listening tonight, go check out these bands we mentioned. Write a list down and, and just spend the next few weeks just checking them out. So I look forward to Chris's and, next and- visit. Yeah, and tell us who we missed. Yes. I mean, it's one of the things that I like is after we do this, people always say, oh, you need to check out this, and oh, you need to check out this, and this was my favorite, and, and those a lot of times those are brand new bands to me. Yeah. So uh, send us who you like. Absolutely. That's a great point. So please do that. That is Chris Corradetti, and I am Jay Scott. Thank you for all listening. Thank you again for indulging us. Stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Rest in peace, Eddie. We will talk again soon. Take care. I'm a soldier. I'm in the trenches, fighting every day to succeed. I can feel the blood rushing through
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.